Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys, welcome to Season 1, Episode 14 of Talkin' at the Talon. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And this episode is called Zero. <gasps> we finally get to find out what happened at Club Zero. Um, spoiler alert, it's not as cool as you think. <laughs> I mean, depending on well, whether you have thought about how cool it is. Well, people in the fandom at the time yeah. certainly did, and it yes. wasn't nearly as good as what they came up with. Um, yeah, so this is a very Lex-centric episode. Yeah. And um, also pretty good. Yeah. Which is yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, mean there's... it relies on at least one completely ludicrous, like, logic. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. But... Actually, at the end we'll get to this, but at the at the end at the end of the episode, like at the climax, kind of the the villain is like explaining his plan, and I had to like pause and like confer with Alex because I was confused and I just wanted to like verify that the explanation they were giving me was like exactly as ludicrous as I thought it was and the answer was yes. Um yep. But but you know, generally yeah all, and there were only two plot lines this episode. Um really yeah, well, three. Three, but they Three, but they were yes. really well tied no, together. It was generally like well structured. Yes. Um, uh, and the thematic links, while heavy-handed, were, were thematic there. links. Yeah, they so... were there, rather than, this is the totally useless other teen drama plot. Yeah. This is the totally why-is-it-here Lex plot, like, you know. So, um, yeah, so everything tied together really well. It generally, aside from, yeah, ludicrous explanations, yeah. did tie together as a pretty, like, good episode. Also, nothing in this episode had Anything to do with kryptonite or cryptomutants. That's totally true. That's really uncommon. That's for, totally like, a true. One episode. There was like zero kryptonite things in this episode. Yep. No kryptonite at all. In fact, the only usage of Clark's powers were he used his x ray vision and some super speeding at the end. Right. But... He used some super speed to save Lex at the end, but otherwise, not really. It was, it was kind of like you could convert this pretty easily. To some kind of, like, soap about rich people. Like, this could be a plot on, like, revenge. Right. You know? Right. Like, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, aside from the fact that this is not a plot. No, plot but, right, like, revenge. or something, like, you know, some other thing. That's no, like, but I totally like, get you. I some, totally get yeah. you. Um, some non-superpower involving show. Right. Right. So, yeah, there was, yeah, just a couple of instances that could have been removed of Clark briefly using his powers, but other than that, and I think partly that is because this was a really Lex-centric yeah, episode, totally. and it was specifically about Lex's backstory, right. which was before he met Clark, so it doesn't involve, you know... For now. It doesn't involve <laughs> any weird superhero Right, right. Until we find out in season seven that his father was part of an organization that something about the that traveler is, and prophecies. That and is very far off. That's very far off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes. Anyway, so um so yeah, so there there are three plot lines in this episode. The main one Yeah, is Lex uh and I think we should probably not try and copy the episode structure and just actually yeah, say no. what actually happened. Right. So we we don't find out the the actual true 
presumably some question marks, you know, I do think the end implies some question marks. Yeah. I generally sort of take it at its word. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, like, there's no, we never later see any contradicting things and... Um, is, is this thing that happened three years ago at Club Zero, uh, with Lex, which she would have been, like, 18 or 19, mm-hmm. so, um... Yeah, I mean, there's a scene, like, the beginning of the scene where yeah. he shows up at the, at the front club. of a club, and they're like, ID, and he's like, and he, like, does this, like, rich kid, like, don't you know who I am? Yeah, and then some thing, other guy well, know who conspicuously he is. not showing his ID, yeah. which I'm like, lol, kid, you're not 21 yet, clearly. Yeah. Um. Although also, he looks I mean, over 21 also, because he's like 30. Right, so, right. But, but, but sure. that aside, <laughs> aside from the fact that Michael Rosenbaum yeah. looks nowhere near 21. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so he's there with, uh, his friend Amanda, and they're talking about how her fiancé is out of town on a business trip. Right. Um, and then they sort of, I mean, they're, like, flirting also. Yes. Like, she's flirting with him, specifically. um, Yes. Which is a little bit, like, okay, given the rest of this thing. Yeah. Which is, like... (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that he is not, oh, he, like, her fiancé is actually there with two girls wearing knee-high leather boots and, you know, (laughs) whatever. Um. Right. And not away on a business trip. And she gets really mad at him and, like, storms off. And then, like, he, the the fiancé, oh, whose name is Jude. Jude, for some reason. Yes. Um, uh, accuses Lex of having, like arranged this, which right. Lex does not deny. I mean, he clearly yes, did. yeah. And then, uh, but so, like, Jude, I guess, follows them. Well, they're, then they're downstairs. She's, they're in, she's, like, a, like, VIP yeah. upper area yeah, of the club. She storms downstairs part. onto the dance floor. And Jude follows them and, like, punches Jude follows, Lex, yeah. Jude follows her, Lex follows him, a fight ensues. Right. And, and the, the, the security guys starting to intervene. Yeah, the security guy um, who who collected Lex at the door and, like, right. recognized him, so cl- Lex clearly knows him, gets involved. Stuff happens. We see a couple different versions of this yeah. over the episode because the whole idea is that, But in, like, all, in all of them, it starts with Jude, like, stabbing Lex. Well, Jude... It starts with... Jude has a knife yeah. in all of them, right. at least. He and stabs he, like, him in all of them. Hmm? He stabs him in the shoulder. I don't think it's always Lex, though, sometimes. It, no, I it think, is. Wasn't it the security guard in one? Well, maybe. In the last two, at least, it's Lex. Anyway, Jude always has a knife. He always comes at Lex and the security yeah. guard. Blah, I blah, think, blah. I think it was Lex and all three of them. But, but anyway, sure. blah, blah, blah. Jude ends up dead. Right. From a gunshot wound. Right. And it, the actual thing that happened was... That that we only find out at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, the, well, the gun was always the security guard. Yes. Was that Amanda? Amanda picked up the gun and, and shot him. Yes. Um, and then uh, Phelan showed up, uh, <laughs> who was the cop who showed up in the earlier episode, who uh, <laughs> Bess did not remember because she was high when we recorded that episode <laughs> and has no memory of it. Still uh, don't <laughs> watch that. <laughs> Watched that episode twice, once while high, <laughs> once while sober later when we were trying to yeah. verify 
what was it, the Lex Evilness Radiator or whatever, yeah. and I didn't remember the episode, so mm-hmm. we rewatched it. I still don't fucking remember most of that episode. But apparent but yeah, Phelan showed up at the club. Yes, but so Lex tells Phelan that he shot Jude. Right. Um, and that's the version of the story that we see like midway through the episode. Right. Um and then Phelan, you know, says like, well he'll collude with the with the um the, uh, the security, security guard. guard to like have him say he did it. They don't actually go into this. I presume he agreed to take the fall for some amount of money and then yeah. somehow got out of prison within three years. Yes. Well, I mean, they could. I'm. I assume they, they argued some sort of self defense. Yeah. I mean, self defense honestly seems not. And also, the gun was the security yeah. guard, so presumably he had like a like registered, like, license and everything. Right. So, so, like, it's less yeah, iffy. Yeah, it wasn't, like, I guess, I don't know. I guess that's sort of plausible. They don't really get into, like, how that all shook out I mean, it point. could have been some sort of, like, more minor yeah. manslaughter something. I right. mean, you know, it certainly wasn't, like, second-degree murder or whatever. Yeah. If, if the, the way that they covered it up. Right. Um. But so, yeah, and for some reason, like, when Phelan... Like, when Lex tells Phelan that he, that he shot Jude, uh, and Phelan's like, okay, well, we'll cover it up and I'll make sure everyone's stories are straight or whatever. He also tells Lex that he should never speak to Amanda again, which, to be honest, I'm not sure why that needs to be a thing. I don't know. I I don't know. For the plot of this episode. Yes. Other than that. Yes. For plot reasons, Lex can never speak to Amanda again. So... Yeah, but the thing is, like, we spend this whole episode, they're kind of, like, trying to, like, make you think probably that Lex had killed the guy, and, like, right. ooh, what do we think about that? It's right. serious and dangerous. And, right. Ooh, I'm waving my hands around a lot. Yeah, she is. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, um, but yeah, and... And it turns out that Lex did not actually kill the guy. He's taking the fall for his friend. Yeah. Um, slash girl he's probably into. Yeah, I mean, I presume. And also, like, the, I it makes a lot of sense to me that he would be like, well, yes, as a, like, romantic gesture, I will both take the fall for your murdering someone and then agree never to see you again. It's yeah. like, a, it's very, like, <gasps> big, like, oh, I'm so self-sacrificing romance. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, which, like... Yeah, I think that is totally a thing that he would probably is a thing for him to do, sort of. Probably, um, yep, pretty much. And it's like you know, a man. I I feel like the first time I watched this, I did not really think about this, but like, I wish, I wish, I don't know, I wish Amanda had more of a like. I wish we knew we more knew information. More about her. Yeah, it's like. I don't know, we don't really understand, I don't really feel like I understand why she would have shot him. No, and I want to know more about, like, the details of her relationship with Lex. Right. And, like, what actually... That all seems actually pretty interesting to me, but we know so little about it. And they never talk about it again after this episode, right? Like, basically, this is... No, right. Like, basically, this is just like a, ooh, maybe he killed someone, oh, actually, no, nope, never mind. Yeah. And that's, like the thing that's focused on, but, like, I do think, actually, that a lot of that would be interesting, but, like... Yeah. And I've never seen fandom really get into it either, which is not really surprising, but I think that could be cool. Yeah, right, like, I... I 
I do want to know more because the thing about the thing about what Lex did, right, is that like he didn't. Uh, there's yeah, a, she didn't like, ask him to do that for one thing. Like, well, I mean, I the know. way that he did it and the subtleties of like their relationship yeah. and stuff, like w- the information that we get from this episode about what Lex did, could read in a lot of different yeah, ways. Totally. And there's sort of a scale of like where it could genuinely read as like. Lex is genuinely, like, protecting his friends and blah, blah, blah. And then there's also a way it can read that's, like, super, like, nice guy-y. Yeah. I mean, like, kind of. In a, like, oh, let me do this for you. Like, and, and she's like, like, I didn't, I don't want you to, like, you know, whatever. Right. But, like. I mean, but, like, I mean, he genuinely, like, is not, like, expecting to ever come back and get anything. That's true. That. That's like, true. But it's. But, no, it's, it's still, like. The, 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 the sort of, like, grand romantic gesture-ness of it is, right. is like that in some way. And, like, yeah, we have no idea whether this is a thing she es- would have wanted him right. to do. And especially because, right, and especially because, like, you know. She's a girl with a fiance, yeah. and he's clearly like probably into her, and so like it's yeah. it's hard to know a lot of the subtleties of like what, right? How that was received, and like spoiler alert, we find out at the end of the episode that like she killed herself, right? And we don't really know why that happened. Either. No, and we don't so... have any details, so it's like, yeah. So like maybe she like genuinely never wanted Lex to do this and like I don't know. There's a lot of stuff there, but like that is not important because what is important here is that Lex might have killed someone but didn't actually. Right. So really we accomplished a lot. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's yeah. I I do I I really want to like try and construct a headcanon around this stuff. Yeah, like, but there's... It's but hard for me to even... to work with. Right, like I said, like, <laughs> it's hard for me to even begin to do that because, like, we just have so little to go on that, like, I could come up with a compelling story. I could come up with three compelling stories of how this, like, what their relationship was like and how this all came to be and how this went down and... No, and this is how they knew each other and, like, what... The kind of thing that I do... Like, like, I try and construct, like, Lex backstory a lot, so I have thought about this some, but I haven't, like, gone back to, like, get the details of this, so. Right, right. I don't know. It's, and it's interesting, but, yeah, you have to do a lot of interpretive work to make right. anything out of it. Right, like, I have, well, not just interpretive work, but, yeah, but like, 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 I, I basically just have to, like, make yeah. up complete stories. Yeah. The other thing is that, also, huge shout-out and thanks to, um, 5PM on Twitter, who, uh, who often gives us a bunch of, like, cool like, links to stuff when we mention stuff in episodes is, like, this is actually what context, I don't know, research stuff. Yeah. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's late and I'm saying this badly. But the upshot of this is that um, they gave us a great link this week about, among other things, um, some, like, Lex backstory that was, like, right. published on a, on a website on at a, the like, time. Right, spin-off website thing. Right. At- so it's, like... It's not necessarily a para canon. It's like extra canon, but it is like from like word of God right. type canon, yeah. um, which does answer some questions that we've brought up before. I think about the timeline and Lex's age and education background, which right. is that um, so he is twenty one, but apparently he has a BS in biochemical engineering, and, and he, was, he had just started uh, yeah. graduate work at Yale. Um, before his dad pulled him out to come to Smallville. Yes, which that he then presumably never finishes, I guess. Right, right. Um, but, um, and we had questions before about, like, Lex's education and, and 
the yeah. timeline well, on that. But yeah, no, it is. So, he shouldn't really be have been in Metropolis. Mainly right, but if he's doing ago, well, yeah, I mean that's um, my whole question is that he like was home on break at a, on a break. Well, okay, yes. three years ago, so he probably still would have been doing his his BS. Right, but like. Did did they say Princeton? It, they said yeah. so, but, but I mean, like it could have been during. I guess it could have been during, a, during break. a break or something. But, but like, yeah. yeah, I don't know how he has this like group of friends that are Metropolis based, right? Exactly. So or like how he knows any of these people. Yeah. Or well, I mean, so. we just like there are <laughs> yeah. reasons that that could be right, true, but, we just but don't like, know. yeah, they just don't give us any Lex backstory, really. Right. Um, and like the the the. Um, Amanda's fiance is like the orphaned heir to some kind of fortune, but it, I don't know if Amanda is supposed to have been a rich. Her brother didn't seem. It's hard to. I don't know. I don't know. It's um, so hard to say. But yeah, so anyway, so the point is there's a lot of questions yes. here. They're asking us to take a bunch of stuff on faith and other stuff just like. Kind of ignore it. Yeah, they're just not bothering to explain. But whatever, we should probably talk about what actually did happen in the episode instead of all the stuff that, like, didn't. Well, (laughs) yes. Um, So, um... So the actual, like, that's the thing that gets uncovered progressively as you go on. Right. So, um, so Lex is meeting with Lana, and this ties into, like, one of the other plot lines. The Talon is, is in the process of being, like, remodeled and stuff so it can open. Um... Right. And... Um, and this guy shows up, and it's Jude Wuss's face. Right, who who's the di- guy who died, and, like, Lana's like, yeah, old friend of yours stopped by, and, like, Lex is like, <gasps> and, like, makes face, yeah. and, Well, yeah. basically, like, the, there's a couple things that happen early on there, where, like, and then... This, well, and then the security, the, the security guard, guard shows, shows up. up, and he apparently had been seeing Jude around, and he's yeah. scared, and Lex, Lex, there's a scene where Lex is <laughs> in the middle of the street, like, hands him a key, and is like... I have an apartment in Metropolis, go there, it's very safe. And it's like... He doesn't tell him where it is. He just hands him a key, and it's like, this key, like, yes, this key will guide you to a random secure apartment in the city. That's how that works. Like, he doesn't tell him where it is. Um, And then, yeah, he, the guy has shown up, and whatever, and like said some guy showed up and, and applied for a job at the town right. and, like, said that Lana told Lana to stay away from Lex because yep. he ruins people's lives or yep. whatever. Yep. Um, and then also somebody r- rigged a CD player to yeah. under his dashboard yeah, to start right. playing some weird, like, mix thing. Well, which was, like, yelling. playing at the, it's, like, the music, like, from Club Zero or whatever, I, I think. Guess. But, like, with, like, words layered yeah. over that's, like, killer, murderer, I think, or something. Yeah. Also, I was really, I'm dubious of that, like, rigging job. No, <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> like. he, like, literally stuck a, like, like a it was like a CD player, yeah it was like a Walkman like somehow like wired it into the dashboard there weren't well, speakers attached to it it could so. have been wired to the stereo but like I don't know that, how that, that seems very complicated and he apparently somehow broke into Lex's car and did this right and Lex was also able to like yeah. undo this by just like Pulling reaching the under the 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 like glove compartment and, like, pulling the CD player out, so... yeah, whatever. So, um... And then, like, later they get a call from the handyman, and they all, like, are at the Talon, and 
some someone has left a box with uh, the severed hand of the the security, the security guard. guard yeah, dead. It turns out later. Yeah. Um, and basically, Clark doesn't ex like th- it's like a box, and then like they go to like call the police, no, right? Yeah. But then like Lex goes to uh, like one either Clark or Lex goes to open it, and Clark doesn't. Lex, Lex goes it. to open it, and because it's got like a his name on it, and L- Clark doesn't like X-ray vision the box before letting him open it and i have mostly i think they probably just ran out of cgi budget for the episode i I guess he could have just silently x-rayed it and then not said anything about it yeah what would you say uh right but like i mean it's not a bomb at least right but they didn't show us that no And usually when he x-ray vision stuff, like, for reasons, they, like, show it to us. And I'm just like, Clark, x-ray vision it to make sure it's not a bomb or something. He doesn't really x-ray things, usually, unless they, like, specifically are like, he should x-ray this thing. I know. And this is probably just me being, like, a, like, you know, comics fan. Like, I want him to, like, x-ray things, but, like, budget, and I get it. But also, like, Clark, for shame. Um, you just let Lex open it. But anyway, so he opens it and it's the security guard's hand. Um, and then... Yeah, then there's the cows. So basically, like, Clark is trying to kind of, like, poking at Lex, trying to be like, uh, what's up? Is this, like, a thing? Right. And Lex is kind of, like, shutting him down, uh, progressively throughout the episode. Right. kind of being like, I don't know, saying that he doesn't want to, I don't know. I don't remember what sort of stuff he said exactly, but, like... I don't know. He basically tells Clark, like, like... This is my... This is, yeah, this is, like, it's it's my past, it's my business, like, please, I'm asking you to, like, butt out. Yeah. Um. So. um, But, yeah, so then there's the cows thing, which, like, I, this is sort of, like, the guy, um, takes a bunch of... I, I don't know, generic black ooze from some Luther Corp something. Right, like, and, like toxic waste of some kind. Presumably, or, yes. They were wearing hazmat suits to clean it up, so. Right, um, and, like, puts it in the The, the Kent's um, livestock field, and it, like, kills an entire field of cows. Yes, which somehow results in all the cows, like, lying down dead, like, very uh, evenly distributed across the across field. The field. It, yeah. Like, you have never seen cows stand in a field ever. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like especially if they were dying, they'd probably kind of, you know... No, that's not how something. cows work. Yeah. I'm the biggest fucking city no, girl you know, ever. No, stand in group. But I have... Things, right, you know. I have seen yeah. cows before. <laughs> like, that's not how cows work. Um, but so, yeah, uh, Lex goes to, like, try and sort of say he doesn't know what's happened and apologize and, like, it's super awkward and the kids yeah. just, like, don't even... Well, Jonathan him. says something, like, Jonathan-y, yeah. I don't know, about how, whatever, I still hate you, Lex, etc., etc. I don't yeah, even remember what it was. Yeah, basically, Jonathan, like, Lex says he'll pay for it, and Jonathan is like, do you think the money fixes everything? And it's right. like, well, no, but, like, you probably want him to pay for it, right? right? Like... Because, like, Jesus Christ! He's gonna do other stuff, too. You're like, already financially, like, we've already had plot lines this season about how your farm is in, like, you know, financial trouble, and you just lost an entire field of livestock that's hugely financially, like, 
whatever, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, um, but yeah, and then, like, the guy, like, shows up, the, the guy who, he, he does, there's this guy who, like, looks like he's Jude, and it's like, what he yeah. said, what? Um, right, and yeah, and he, so yeah, so it's, shows it, up, the guy who looks like Jude shows up and is like, I am Jude, and Lex is like, no, but I killed you, and. Yeah, so, but then when, when the cow thing happens. Oh yeah, he um, shows up and kid, dressed as, like, a. EPA? Yeah, EPA guy, yeah. And, like, kidnaps Lex, and they're, like, three yards away from, like, the Kents, like, standing right. over there. No, like, it's, like, broad in daylight. broad daylight, just, <laughs> like, like, in no front of everyone. Notices, apparently. Nope, nobody uh, notices this dude, like, electrocuting Lex, and, and then, like... stuffing him in a, in a van. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, he, uh, brings him to this, like... Well, he brings him to the empty Club Zero, which had been closed or whatever. Right. And, like, hangs him upside down in a straight jacket for some reason. Right. And, like... I don't know, torture? Sure. I mean, yeah. Presumably. Yeah. Um, which, that would take a certain amount of... Brute strength. And all kinds of just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Stuff. Um, but yeah, um, and then, like, yeah, kind of holds a gun against his head and stuff, and, like, asks, he's just trying to, like, keeps asking him, like, what the truth is about what happened Right, to tell the truth about what happened at Club Zero. And so, finally, Lex tells the version of the story... That is the final one that right. we assume is the actual truth. Right, which is um, that, like, he was covering it up. Amanda was the one who shot him, and, and Lex was, like, covering for her. But actually, he doesn't tell that story until that guy, the guy who looks like Jude, has been killed right. by this so, other guy who shows up and is like, he's actually Amanda's brother who was in prison for unknown things... I wasn't it. This was the point yeah. in the episode at which they I paused and I was a like, lot of stuff at you because, I was yeah. like, Alex, is this really happening? Because I'm not even following. So like, yeah, this it's is so much brother stuff. who she had mentioned, but he was in prison when she died. Or when she, when this happened. Maybe not when she died. No, when this um, happened. Yeah. Maybe also when she died. That's unclear. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, she committed suicide sometime in the interim when she had, like, gone off the grid and Lex didn't know where she was. Right. Um, And he. He apparently just found this guy working in like a like a like a like a uh, line cook in like right, a burger yes, joint right. or whatever. Who just happened to look exactly like So Jude. he literally this is the part where I'm like, this is so ludicrous, am I understanding this correctly? Which he literally just happened across Jude's lost identical twin or something. Which, to be honest, like, okay, so you get to that level of ludicrous. Yeah. Then you have to accept that this random man, he went up to this random man and is like, hey, <laughs> will you, like, help me kidnap and torture oh, and die and also murder some people? Oh, it's a revenge God. for my sister. You'll do this for me, right? Like, we don't know each other. I don't- Are you on board with this plan? <laughs> And, like, that dude can't have had that much money, even if he did! <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like, who, like, you'll be into sadistically torturing this guy you have no reason to hate, right? Because I say so, or pay you, or whatever? Like, right. that's cool, random dude, right? Right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he just murders him at the end. Yeah. So, like, cool. Yeah, cool. no, like, this is so many levels of, like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Keep in mind that, like, what we say, 
this was a pretty good episode. We're judging this on Smallville standards. I mean, standards. the thing is, like, a lot of with Smallville, something being a good episode is just, like, it's consistently entertaining. And, like, it was consistently entertaining. Yeah, but this um, is so batshit. This is not actually a, like, excellent el- episode of television. No. Like, it's just, like, like, the end is just so, like, are you kidding me? This is actually no, the mean, explanation. No, it really super feels like they, like, wrote all this and then had to come up with a reason at the end and were like, oh, fuck it. I don't know. He just <laughs> happened to find somebody. This what is, else? like, the Smallville writers were, like, that kid in college who's, like, been up all night and the paper's due at 7 a.m. and it's, like, 4 and they're like, oh, oh, fuck, I still need three paragraphs. Um, um. Just some bullshit. Yeah, or something. Like. <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. Um, man. But so. It's just, yeah. So anyway. At this point, like, yeah. And then Clark saves him. Right. The guy's Clark gonna is, sh- like, the brother is going to shoot him, and Clark comes and, like, saves him. Yeah. Knocks out the brother, uh, and makes sure that Lex falls onto something soft and then saves him. Yeah. Uh, unclear at that point what happens to the brother. Yeah. There's no scene where the police show up or anything. That's true. So, um, but it's not like it's a meteor mutant. No. So. Just, just a note, you know. Right. Um, I mean, they might have called the police. Uh, I have to ass- don't say. assume they called the police. Like, Lex would call the police. Yeah, he doesn't have a reason not to or anything. Right, so there's nobody. probably fine. Right, exactly. Like, the dude... You have a dead dude and a knocked out dude, and the knocked out dude is the one who shot the dead dude, and the knocked out dude tried to kill you. Yes. You have no and reason to, like... at this point, the story about Amanda gets out, she is also dead, so... Right, exactly. It doesn't really matter. So, uh, like, yeah, yeah, there is no part of this that, like, Lex has any motivation to hide, really, so... But, yeah, uh, so, that's pretty much that plotline. And then, you know, we get a bunch of, a couple scenes of, like... Clark talking to his parents and, like, talking to Lana, too, where they're kind of like, I don't know, Lex has, like, stuff in his past. And Clark keeps saying this thing about, like, the past not being important. Which is apparently, like, he says it like this is something, like, his parents, like, have said to him repeatedly about, like, the looking forward and, like, the past not being important. Right. Which is, like, a little weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that whole thing. Like, it's... Um, but yeah, I mean, and, you know, basically, in this instance, I think we're supposed to be like, well, that was reasonably justified, him believing in Lex, because Lex did not really do anything. Right. Um, I think, arguably, like, him taking the fall for Amanda was, like, stupid and, like not totally respecting of her, like, autonomy. Right. But it wasn't, you know, murdering someone. No, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, so... But yeah, then the other, like, so, meanwhile, the Talon is open at the end. They're having the Talon opening party. Right. There's actually, like, they don't deal with this a whole lot except for in the scenes where it's tied into everything else. Right. But there is a little bit where Lana talks about, like how she kind of, like, the responsibility of doing this is scary, but she kind of appreciated appreciates, like, being treated as an adult and, like, trying to get past, like... Which is, like, actually a, the, one of those moments where I'm like, that's really nice, actually. I wish yeah. that actually happened right. like, going forward. Right. Um, and I feel like at this point, like, I think when we get too far into the Talon thing, it starts becoming 
implausible that she's like actually like running it day to day. Right. No, day. that she is a full time high school student who is also running and managing on a day to day like full time basis. This right. Like, that doesn't make sense, and then you've stretched it too far, and you're just like, what? But, like, this actually seems relatively plausible. Like, she's doing some management and, like, right. organizing some stuff. Right, like, like, after school, she's, job. like, going over there and, like, making sure that, like, the contractors are, like, doing yeah. stuff to clean it up and, like, that kind of thing. But that's, like, plausible stuff yeah. that she and can do Yeah, and she's, like, obviously school. also, like, coordinating with Lex on this. Right, so that, right. Yeah, so that makes sense. It all seems like there at this point. Yep, pretty um, much. But yeah, and then there is the plot line where Chloe, they have a an assignment So yeah, so that's basically the entirety of the second plot yeah. line. That is the entire second plot it's, line. Yeah, it's most, really more of a, like... Mostly yeah. that is there as, like, background, like, because we've had this Talon plot line, yeah, and... and it will carry forward into... That will, yeah, that'll carry forward, forward into other stuff, and also it tied in a lot, because, like, a lot of scenes with, like, the Lex stuff happened yeah. while he was, like, talking to Lana at the Talon. Right. So... Yeah. It was well integrated. It was very well integrated. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so, mostly, that's it for the second plot line. The third plot line, which is kind of the only one that, like, didn't... Well, fully tied like, in, but, like, thematically yeah. it did. And actually, that was fine, too. Right. Right. Um, but, like, kind of the, like, teenager's yeah. plot line for this one. And it wasn't even, I wouldn't even call it teen drama. No. I mean, because it, it, it was also related to the superhero right, stuff. Right. Exactly. Um, so. But, so, Pete, Chloe, and Clark have this assignment for an English class. Where they have been randomly assigned to do an interview with another student and write a six-page essay about them. I find I, I six, six pages page seems like a lot to for write for high a, like, school for a high school and for like an autobiography of another student where you're obviously it, not not an autobiography much, but biography yes profile whatever. right yeah a profile of another student Which, like you're obviously not going to be like actually able to go particularly in depth right like it's, it's a high just, school like, paper yeah. Like, so also, why are you doing this for a, no. a high school English it's class? Kind of weird. I can see someone giving it to you in just as sort of a, like, composition practice. I, I guess. guess. But it's a little but weird. But I had mentioned that, like, I think this sounds more like a, like, journalism yeah. class thing, but it's not for journalism class. Yeah, well, I don't think Smallville High probably has a journalism class. Well, apparently not. Yeah. And this is for an English class. But so, yeah, they've, they've been randomly assigned people to do, which, like, they didn't, they, this episode did not actually highlight this, but uh, Pete has some random, random dude, guy, yeah. Um, and he's upset because he wanted to interview any girl, apparently. Right. Because, again, his characterization is, likes girls. Yes. Um, yes. Clark's best friend likes girls. Yep. The entirety <laughs> of Pete Ross's characterization. Uh, and Clark got Lana... They do not actually go into this at all, or even really hint at it, but I was thinking, if it was, for instance, a, these pieces of paper are folded up, pull one out of a hat oh, yeah. type situation, Cl he could x-ray vision right. all the pieces of paper. Right, right. And, uh, manipulate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would depend on how the assignments were randomized. Right, exactly. Uh, anyway, and Chloe has Clark. Um, right. So Chloe is like... So to review, 
of our three high school yeah. students, well, aside from, like, Lana and Whitney, which, lol, Whitney showed up in a single shot at the end of the episode next to Lana during the talent opening, and Alex and I were both like, lol, we totally forgot he existed again. Yes. And he was a main character in the last episode we watched. I know. But... Like, literally, we just wrecked a fic that was totally about him. But I was just like, This oh, is yes. the extent to but which, like, you know, Whitney he wasn't in this whole episode, and I didn't think about him, and then he showed up at the end, and I was like, oh, right. She yeah. literally said, oh, hey, Whitney exists, like, out loud when yeah. he showed up. Like, anyway. Yeah. Um, so this is your... <laughs> Your weekly reminder that Whitney exists. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but Chloe, Chloe is, well, they're making, Chloe's sort of making a bunch of jokes at the start of this plotline about, like, oh, Clark has his, all the dark secrets I'm going to uncover, haha. Yeah. And Clark is like, no. Uh, and she, like, he kind of blows her off to go talk to Lana a little bit. Right. Um, and she apparently goes straight to his parents to interview them. Yeah, um, and starts asking a lot of questions about Clark's adoption. Right. And then ends up actually, like, researching, like, what adoption agency he came from. And right. all kinds of shit. Which is, like, she finds out that this adoption agency, which I can't remember the name of, Metropolis something. Yeah. Um, General... I don't know. No, whatever. it's... No, it was charity, it had charity in Metropolis. Yeah, I don't know. It was um, just some generic-sounding name. was, like, an adoption agency that existed for six months and only handled his adoption. Yep. Um, yep, yep. So, she's, like, going to Clark about this, and he gets pretty mad at her and, like, is totally justified in doing yeah, so. Yeah, so we actually, like, stopped and we were talking about this a bunch because, like, the thing is... We talk a lot about, and we'll continue to talk about a lot about, how Clark gets, like, really self-righteously angry a lot of the time when people question, um, like, his secrets, or he says, like... Or, or he has, like... a thing that he has... Right, he has, like, yeah, Just, like, a dumb excuse or, or shady, yeah. But, like, this shady was a answers. totally out-of-line thing for Chloe to have done. Right, exactly. Um, and, like, and the thing is, like, Clark even, the way he presents it no, is totally... I mean, I think, he's, like, I interviewed Lana for an hour, and that's all I needed. Right, like, you're taking this... Assignment. This is a school assignment, you and you're taking actually, this way too far. And, like, yeah, yeah that is... 100% correct. No, Chloe I mean, I is think, going, like, way overboard on this. I think this. the other thing about that is that Clark sometimes, like, takes something that he does have, like, some right to be angry about it, about, and then, yeah. like... And pushes, makes it into another yeah, thing. Makes, yeah, like, pushes, like, pushes his objection, like, way too far. So right. So he ends up saying something, like, kind of not really justified. Right, um, but, but he this, didn't... He was absolutely... Everything yeah, that he said no. here was totally justified and absolutely correct. And, like... I love Chloe. She's, like, my favorite character on this show. But, like, this is, as Alex pointed out when we were watching, like, kind of, like, her one huge flaw, which no. is, like... Which, I mean, I think this is actually, like, good character writing. Yeah. Um, because, like, this is a flaw that makes a lot of sense for with her character, you know? Right. Um, and, like, they do, like, use this again, like, in the show. So, yeah. She... Um, but, yeah, she, she... pushes to get to the truth when without necessarily considering how it's actually going to affect people or, like, what 
like, whether she needs right. to. Right. Well, and also just on top of that, like, Clark is one of her, like, few super close friends. And, like, this is, like, way, way overstepping. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, like, she goes to him and, like, asks a bunch of questions about, like, you know, you like, like find out don't you want to find out about your biological like, parents well, and like, stuff? You know, and, like, that's like, his business. And if he wanted to, you know, then he would do that. Like, it's, it's really pushy. Right. Like, I'm going like, to find out this stuff about you for you. Well, and or, also, like, okay, if you, if you take the, like, Superman aspect and, like, the audience knowledge part of this out. Yeah, right? like even and you it assume would that still like, be like well yeah. it would be like you think about this like like Clark is just this friend she has who like is adopted right. and she was like and she starts like looking up all this stuff about his adoption and starts like asking stuff about like his biological parents and like that is and Clark is like I don't want to know like yeah. yes I've thought about this but like it's not your business and I don't want to know like that is so hugely overstepping yeah. a million boundaries to go and, like, and push that, like, if... No, I mean, and that's absolutely, like, that's, I mean, that's part of the reason that this is justified, is that, yeah. like, she is, like, I'll, you know, sometimes Clark will get angry at people for stepping over boundaries that, that, that they have no way of knowing are there. Right. Um, but this is, like, even without any of the superheroing no. or the aliens or whatever, right. like, these boundaries are apparent and Chloe should be aware of them and, you know. I mean, but at the same time, like, for one, Chloe is who she is and no, also totally. they I mean, are not like theoretically, like, 15. No, I mean, not like it's an unreasonable, like, sort of mistake for her to have made, but, like, right. it is... But yeah, no, but, like, but Clark is have done. absolutely correct here in being, like, a buddy. Like, nah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the final scene of this episode, actually, is Chloe is, like, has the file open of this research that she did, um, about his adoption. Yeah. And we get the shot of her mouse moving back and forth on the little delete. Delete, save, delete, save. (laughs) Which should she do? And she ends up saving it. Yes. Um, but yeah, we did, we did talk a little bit about, to it, while... All the stuff that Chloe was doing was super overstepping yeah. boundaries. It does bring up a lot of really good questions. And so Jonathan does, yeah. like, so, well, so, so Clark goes to Clark Jonathan like, and they talk yeah. a little bit about his adoption. <laughs> which, like, Clark says that he hasn't thought about that since he found out he was an alien. Which right. I think makes sense. Right. Like, he found out he was adopted when he was a kid, and then was like, presumably that's just normal. Sure. And then, like, this thing happens, and he doesn't actually realize, like, oh, that could not have really so much been. Yeah. But right. it's, it's pretty ridiculous, because, like, he asked Jonathan if it was legal, and Jonathan's, oh, like, yeah, it's legal, it's just complicated, and we're like, mm, it's not, though? Like, no. it's, it's literally impossible no. for this to have been legal. No. So... I mean, Clark is, in fact... Like, literally an illegal alien, as in he is an alien from outer space who, like, sh- landed on Earth and he has, like, no papers. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, someone is... at some point, some point had to forge a background for him exactly. in some way. So there's like, no there's, possible way that this is legal. Like, like I don't fully think it's, legal. like, immoral. No, I don't think it's immoral. hell is not legal. No, it's definitely not legal. And, like, the thing is, the other thing that we talked about, too, is, like, if there was any possible way for Jonathan and Martha to have done this in a way that was actually, like, slightly more legal. And the thing is, like, even if they had, 
reported... Like, we found a kid. Right. Um, right. Um, so like, to the, to the, like, you know, Child and Family Protective Services yeah, was, or whatever. They could, yeah. They could and have, they could have... They could have gone through the whole... And like, then, like, applied to be a foster and family and, and then, like, had him placed him. with them and then adopted him after, like... And all of that would have worked fine, except, except for that someone would have definitely noticed that he was not, you know, normal. Well, there's all sorts of, like, routine medical, yeah. inve- like, examinations yeah. and things, at which point someone would have pretty clearly turned up the fact that, yo, this kid does not have normal human biology. Right. And like, if they would have even been able to, like, get a needle into his yes. skin to, like, draw blood and stuff. Which, like, would have drawn attention and probably... I mean, it would depend exactly what, but probably the Kents would not have ended up being able to adopt him. They probably would have totally lost control of the entire situation uh, well, and all kinds of shit. I kind of assume that he would have just been sent straight yeah. to some government or military yes. uh, medical... Exactly what... Like, there's... Exactly how that would have happened would be sort of... Sure. Questionable, but, but like, something like he that. He would not have just... They would not have just been like, oh, yeah... Here's a normal child. You have applied to foster him. You seem fine. We will just give him no. back to you. Like that is not actually how that would have gone. And like so, I think it, you know, makes fair sense enough. That they like, were like maybe don't let this thing that is probably just a child be taken by the government to possibly some labs or something. Right. That exactly. Bad. Like yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, I don't, act, I don't disagree with anything that no. I, I, I agree with Jonathan and yeah. Martha's choices here. Like, I think that like. Whatever, I mean, immoral or whatever. No. It's just, like... It's not... I, I don't, like... I feel like possibly when pe- whoever was writing this scene was thinking of, like, what it means for an adoption to be legal in some way that was just not accurate. Yeah. Because, like, it's right. not... No. It's no. not possible for... It's not legal because... Legal. Because the fact that Clark has, like birth records yeah. and a social security number, presumably, yeah. are not actually, like, that on its base level is not legal. Yeah. But There's no way for that whatever, to be legal. Anyway. But I think what they did, like, was probably the right thing, because, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I mean. Um, and yeah, and Alex had brought up that actually, like, the thing about Superman's adoption is, right. like. Right. I think in, like, the really, like, original stuff, or whenever they actually got into this, I don't, you know, they probably didn't actually in the, like, first comics. Decades ago. About this kind of right. thing. Right. But, like, but, when they first um, addressed it, like, decades I, yeah, ago. Yeah, I've, 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 I've read stuff, I think, that, like, the explanation was, like, well, they found him over some winter where they, like, stayed in the house for, like, nine months and were just like, oh, yeah, Martha was pregnant, you know. Yeah, and, and like, he, was, he was, like, like an infant. An infant instead of, right. like, obviously a three-year-old. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, and, like, and everybody in a small, in the small farm town was just like, oh, yep. And, like, you Seems know, the forties was, like, sure. Fine. Exactly. That's, like, that's fine. Yeah, and, like, you couldn't get away with that now in yeah. this day and age. So, like, they have to come up with like, yeah. With, like, thing. yeah, phony adoption agencies and stuff, because, like, yeah, that's basically the only way that they could And then, of course, this do is set up for more stuff in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's kind of the, all the plots in the episode. Um, deaths. So I counted, I don't think there's any, like, anybody got put on an ambulance, blah, 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 blah. I think there's just three straight deaths, as I counted. Um, because the guy who was, like, Jude's lookalike yeah. got killed. Um, Jude got killed. 
got killed. Are oh, we four. Counting that, if if we're counting things that happened, four because I guess Jude ago, died. Jude, Amanda, Amanda, and then the security guard. Because I mean, because there were no meteor mutants this episode. Nope. So it was just four deaths, which is a lot of deaths. Um, yeah, that's well, I mean, more deaths like, than we've had was, in a single episode like, at all. Kind of violent in yes. a certain way. Like, there's a lot of, like, punchy-punchy stuff. Yeah, but I mean, but the but thing is, was, it was all... Know. But the thing is, like, this this was all... Because there were no meteor mutants, it was all deaths of a pretty straight... Like, a murder happened. Yeah. And, and well, there was... Stabbed and the... Having a... Right. But there was, there was a violent stuff. incident in which yeah. somebody died at a club, and... Three people in the end ended up die, dying in amongst the cover up and and yeah. revenge and in one case the person who actually committed the original murder a suicide so like it was all basically just like you know I think this is like if they had run a similar plot on something like CSI or whatever, right. you know, where, like, there was an original incident and then somebody planned revenge and there yeah. was misdirection yeah. and stuff. Like, four deaths in that plot line is probably, like, it's a lot, but, like, I don't feel like that's for, like, a, if this was, like, a crime show plot, you yeah. know. That seems about, like, that would seem reasonable to me. Yeah. So. Um... So yeah, so four deaths this episode. Um, let's talk Lex evilness rating. Yeah. Uh like the one or two? Yeah, I mean, like definitely we get general menacingness because there's a lot of like right. oh, he might have done a murder and then right. he didn't. Um Well, and I mean also like he did cover up a murder. Right. That is like which is yeah, the only thing he actually, like, did. Right. Um. So, I mean, like, the thing is, that's he didn't... illegal, certainly. Yes, but our list is not necessarily... It's not right. Like, he didn't, he didn't commit any of the acts no. on our list right. that are like, oh, it's at least at this level. Like, and the like, only thing he did was cover up a... A crime of passion. Right. And covering up a crime of passion for a friend does right. not really seem like a, like, super villain evil thing. Right, no, all. that's not like a... That's why I said, like, in a certain way, like, it's, compar- it's a lot more comparable to, like, a plot on a crime procedural. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, to be honest, like, something like, I don't know, like, I don't watch this, but something like Pretty Little Liars, or like that kind of, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you brought up revenge, revenge earlier. Like, yeah, like those sort, sort of, of like... Semi-murdery rich people soaps. Right, you know? right. Very like, much that kind of plot. Yeah, like, like melodrama that right. involves right. a lot of mm, rich people in murder. I mean, yes. like, yeah, it's on that level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't... Mm. I mean, I don't think it's higher than two. No, it definitely isn't. It could be one. Mm. And the other thing, too, is, like, part of it is that Lex really does pretty much largely come across as a victim in this episode. Yes. Well, I mean, he is nearly killed. Um, yes. Yeah. Which does not necessarily mean that he, you know, didn't commit any wrongdoing. Well, no, but, but I mean, like, that's the, the actual stuff that, like, actually happens is mostly just him being attacked by, and, like, harassed, and, like, right. it turns out 
that he's... I mean, like, whatever, it's the actual... Like, like the person who is attacking him is trying to get revenge for a girl that Lex explicitly was trying to protect. Right. Like, if anyone has an actual grievance against him, it is not actually this guy. Right. So... Right. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't... I can't really bring myself to make it anything higher than a... Like, yeah, I can't I really like justify one. anything higher than one. Yeah. No. Well, and, like, so I don't think this is on the evil list at all. But mm-hmm. the, the, the whole, I will bring this girl to the place to show her that her fiancé is Yeah, well, I mean, right. Like, that's... not maybe the best idea. I mean, <laughs> if that was the only thing, like... See, that that is the potentially douchey, not actually super villainy right. at all. Right. But, like, okay, but no, but he arranged that. He went to the trouble of, like, of, of arranging that whole thing, which might... Mm, I don't know. I mean, by arranging, he just presumably, for some reason, knew that guy would be there. And then oh, brought her there. Oh, see, I just assumed that he had, like, explicitly, like, sent some sort of, like, cover invitation to the dude or whatever to, like, lure him to the club. It doesn't, the episode is not explicit that, about that. I don't feel like that makes a huge difference. Like, presumably, like, going to this club or whatever is the kind of thing this guy would be doing. Right. I mean, I don't think that, like, that, like, you know, Lex is... is purposefully, like, like, entrapping him in, like, no, a thing like, that he right. wouldn't otherwise, like, I think that, I, I assumed, I read, the way that I read this was that Lex had, like, seen him cheating on her, yeah. right? And, like, rather than being, like, yo, I think your fiance's cheating on you, he wanted to, like, prove it to her. So he, like, arranged for him to somehow, like, be at this club at this time, and then, like, took her to Yeah, well, see, and, see like, I don't, I don't think it necessarily makes a difference whether he arranged for that guy to be there or just took advantage of knowing the guy would be there. It's sort of yeah. the same thing either way. Mm, um, one is a little more I guess. proactive. But, I mean, like, either but, way, it's, like, it, it, it's very, it's very much the, like, uh, I have to do this sort of very dramatically, instead of maybe just sort of talking about it. Well, yeah, being like, hey, your fiancé is cheating on you. Right. Like, Like, I do think probably if you are friends with someone and you know that their fiancé is cheating on them, you should not just, like, shut up about that. I think that's something some people would maybe disagree with, but... I mean, I think it really, really depends on the circumstances. I guess. But... Um, and, like, you know, like, right, there is this kind of element of, like, he was presumably in love with her, and that always, like, lends this sort of weird, like, well... Right. But... Right. Well, that's kind of why I'm like, yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, it seems weird to say, like, then you should, like, let her marry this douchebag who's cheating on you. No. Because because that doesn't seem right, you know? Well, I mean, if you provided... Let her marry him. Yeah, I, mean, you know what I mean, if you provided like, her with the, as long as you told her. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like obviously you shouldn't like stop her, but like right. you should, like yeah, you should make sure that it's not under make false sure, pretenses. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Make sure, like she's going to continue go through with marrying him. She's welcome to do so if yeah. she knows that he's cheated on her and she still wants to marry him. Yeah, right. But, but like, yeah. or at I least she has like, been told. So much of that is like 
Like we don't know what the situation with this is really at all. Right. So right. But yeah, it's like we just so do not know like what is going on with yeah. this girl and like why she is just immediately willing to murder this dude. Like yeah. that does not seem. I, there's so much. There's so Ugh, much. Small ball writers. Why? I don't know. It's it's honestly not even like. Yeah, it's not even, like, bad writing in the way that Smallville usually is. It's yeah, I mean, like, it's not, like, questionable characterization or... It's I mean, like, like, there is a little bit of, like, the ludicrous... That thing, but... The ludicrousness yeah. of the... Honestly, that's sort of... I'm, I'm... I don't know. There's something so sort of, like, gothic about a lot of the, like, Luther plot lines. Hmm. Um, uh, and Alex is super into, like, gothic... Like um, the like the general like, like literary right gothic, like like literary gothic yeah, yeah, yeah. um and this, like this is like like you know it's not well executed but like so much of that stuff does have that kind of general like mel I mean it, well melodrama and gothic are not quite the same thing but like it edges into it hovers on that line kind of um, yeah but the like double thing like there's this sort of sense before you find out the stupid explanation. That like maybe he's being haunted, you know? Right. Um. But then right. Well, don't... and especially the thing with the security guard, where right. he's like, "I'm seeing him everywhere," and like that—that's kind of very gothic in a certain way, where you wh- when you retain the uncertainty, right, and then the explanation kind of collapses it into just being sort of ridiculous, right? But right. Okay, that's probably uh about as much as we. Yeah. Should say about this. Yeah, I, um, I think we've... It is time for Rex. Yes. So we, uh, we're just gonna do one Rex together for this episode. Yes. Um, so, um, this is one of Alex's favorite small velvets, yes. I think. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this is Cobra Style, uh, by... by Talitha78. Yes. And, uh, this is a really, really excellent Lex vid. Yeah, so it's just kind of like... Extremely Lex centric vid. Well, there it are, is literally only Lex, pretty much. Yeah, there are very few shots of any anything in this vid that are not Lex. There's, yep. there's uh, some, but mostly. I mean, slash Lex's cars. Cars, whatever. There's like. Yeah. Uh, maybe two shots of Clark, maybe two shots of, like, Lionel. Right. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much this is just, like, a Lex vid. And, uh, I actually realized, we just rewatched it, and having just been watching the first season, yeah. I realized much more than I had that, that, like, actually this vid is pretty chronological. Because the whole first section we were like, oh, this is mostly the first season. Yeah, well, and um, it, like, this is mostly even just, like, episodes yeah. we've already seen, so it's, like, the first half plus of yeah. the first... Well, and then, like, some stuff from from the rest of the season. Right. Um, and then, like, a lot of... Like, I could kind of tell, like, mostly it proceeds forward. So it is kind of telling the story of Lex's, like, arc to some extent over up to... It goes up to, like, season seven. Does six it? Or six Ooh. or whatever. Um, not totally... Not not to where Lex leaves, but fairly close. Okay. Um, Like, definitely through season six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... But <laughs> one of the things I really like about this vid is, like... Basically, there is one short segment in the middle where Lex looks sad, and the rest of it, he doesn't look sad. He looks menacing or smirky or, like, various other things. Yes. Like, the thing is, like, Lex spends, I think, most of his actual screen time time on this show looking sad in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, like, it's amazing. And Talitha has done an amazing job of cutting this together in a way that uses very little sad Lex. Yeah. I think, honestly, like, some of these shots are, like, in context, probably more sad than right. they look in this vein. But, but, but cut but together very quickly it, yeah, out of context. Yeah, the way you can't tell that, and he mostly just looks, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I really love about this vid is that, um, I really love vids, but I have, um, issues with processing lyrics. Yeah. So this lyric, this vid is not lyric dependent. Well, I mean, uh, so. The song technically this, has lyrics, but they're very repetitive. And yeah, but not, literally yeah. nobody knows yeah. the lyrics to yeah. this song. So, you know. Like, yeah. nobody, the, the, the lyrics are totally the, like, incomprehensible yeah. in this song. And so this is literally just a vid that is like, reliant upon the beat and musical cues and is just, like, a really pretty display of, like, Lex. Yep. Um, edited very well to, like, the music and stuff, and it's totally dependent on the music. So, yeah. So I super appreciate it because when I watch vids, if they are really heavily lyric-dependent and I'm not already familiar with the song, I sometimes don't know what's going on. So yeah, it's a super fun vid. It's a super, really, super well done vid. Really well edited. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do us. Yeah, that's about it. So um, as usual, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Tumblr or <laughs> at nope. Talon Podcast, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts you can find us on itunes maybe leave us a review and uh that's about it um happy thanksgiving to all of our american listeners happy a month after thanksgiving to our canadian listeners and happy end of november to everybody else in the world (laughs) we'll see you next week